Hope everyone had a happy holidays, a happy new year, and a happy 200th episode of the Scruffy Stuff to you. Recently here on the podcast, we had talked about our 2023 predictions and how many of those came true. And because it's a new year, we're going to do it again. This time looking ahead to 2024 and all the stuff that could be awaiting us, at least our big bolt predictions for what's going to happen in the new year. And to talk about this with me, I'm joined by Brianna Pachorka. Uh, Knox News photographer and producer of the Scruffy Stuff. And I'm Ryan Willis, downtown growth and development reporter here at Knox News. And I'm very excited for the new year. 2023 was a monumental year in my life. And uh, hopefully 2024 is the same way. And um, a lot of what made 2023 so great was all the new stuff happening around downtown Knoxville. And there is more on the horizon. So let's go ahead and get started right now with my first prediction. With this prediction, you might remember something similar from last year. We talked about a uh, transformative uh, river project popping up along the south waterfront or maybe the north side. I still think that could happen. I think it might be a little bit further off. So what I'm going to say is not necessarily a transformative project, but I do think a hotel will be announced tied to the pedestrian bridge that's being planned for in South Knoxville, um, somewhere there near Blunt Avenue. And Part of the reason for this, I think on the last episode, we talked about how uh, the local Realtors Association, as well as the city, worked with consultants to identify some opportunities along the river. And um, one of the big things that they said, in addition to sort of like a statement piece like we talked about, was there is room for one, maybe two hotels over there uh, along where the pedestrian bridge would land on the south waterfront. Um, with the idea being that, you know, if you're expanding the campus across the river, that, you know, maybe alumni or families of students will need a place to stay. And how cool would it be to, you know, have a hotel right there on the water? We've seen a lot of apartments pop up. And, um, you know, I think it makes sense to expand uh, what's over there into hotels and eventually probably bars and restaurants and, and things to do as well. What kind of hotel do you think would be announced? Do you see it as just being like a normal chain hotel or do you see it as maybe something, maybe not necessarily like a boutique kind of hotel, but something more in that like realm of hotels? Yeah, I mean, the experts here uh, in this report mentioned that any hotel should have at least uh, 150 rooms to encourage meetings. So um, I think it would be something that can support, you know, a large gathering with, uh, you know, group room rates and being able to have, um, you know, the option to have if it's a conference to be able to have it there at the hotel and still give people, you know, especially in situations like continuing education, if you're coming back to UT as well, maybe you're an alumni and you have something you know, at that hotel or a reunion or something where you can have easy access to campus as well, but also be able to have something going on at the hotel itself. And so I think, you know, we can assume, and this is a bold prediction as well, um, that the pedestrian bridge will um, move along. It seems like there's momentum behind it, and it seems like leaders are willing to work to make that happen. I'm just trying to get the funding figured out, but assuming that happens, I think, yeah, uh, I think it makes sense to have a hotel over there because we've seen, like I said, apartments and we've seen, you know, houses and it seems like, you know, you put a hotel over there and then that sort of opens the door for other types of development, whether it's, you know, a commercial restaurant space, uh, whatever that may be. Well, my first prediction, and I really hope this one comes true because if not, that would be a huge shame. And that would be that the JFG sign will return in some form, maybe not back, you know, in the South Riverfront area, like where it was, but the city will finally find a place 
to put the sign and that will happen sometime soon. I have to say I'm surprised that, uh, you know, I think we updated the original story once we realized that it was gone and possibly why it's going. Although, um, you know, there's been some, I guess, sort of conflicting narratives about, you know, who really brought the sign down, whether it was the landlords or whether it was uh, the company that actually uh, owns and maintains the sign. But um, I'm really surprised that we updated that story to say that the city, you know, and specifically American Cannon came out and said, you know, this is something that we want to see back on our skyline again. Then we didn't really hear much. And I feel like, you know, I can't remember what the exact amount for repairs was. I mean, it would be a lot for an individual to do. You know, you look at the city budget, not that much for the city to do. I'm just not saying they should. The city should have a role in that. But I'm surprised that they didn't, you know, it being such an icon of Knoxville. And maybe they're still working on it. But it seems like something that would be uh, positive PR for the city, right, to be able to bring that sign back. And so I think that's part of the reason we probably will see it, just because that's a good look for everyone. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if a developer jumps in and says, you know, hey, we want this on our property because it is such a iconic thing that people know about. I feel like that would be a draw, at least initially for people. I don't know. Yeah. And we had an entire episode that I encourage people to go back and listen to um, just about our ideas for where the JFG sign might end up. And one of the things that we said was based on that waterfront report I was just talking about, um, because they also looked at Severe Avenue, um, the consultants did and mentioned that you know, Severe Avenue is such a thriving neighborhood, but it needs some sort of place-making entrance. And I think we identified some places, even along Severe Avenue, where it might make sense to have that as sort of a welcome to South Knoxville, which it kind of already was before, so kind of keep it in that spirit. So for me, my next big prediction is going to be uh, we will see a substantial, uh, I'll say public-facing business announced for the Magnolia Warehouse District. And if you're not familiar where that is, that is the area just to the east of the stadium site. Um, that's being constructed over there uh, on the edges of the old city. And I took a look at that area a while back, talked to some local real estate and development experts about what the future would be for that district, because right now it's a lot of, you know, buildings that were designed specifically with an industrial use in mind. And some of them have you know gone away over the years. And, you know, what's left are these, uh, you know, mostly one story buildings that don't have like a really clear use anymore. And so one of the things that came out of those conversations was maybe in the short term, you know, there's a stadium popping up, maybe you see something that's public facing, whether that's like a, you know, a hit bowling alley or a brewery or, you know, a food hall or something that, you know, or maybe not a food hall, but, you know, a brewery, like I said, and, you know, something that, uh, you know, can get people over there and attract people. But eventually, uh, the idea is that some of those buildings will have to come down because there's not much you can do and make money off of with just a single story building you know mixed use will probably but will be what you see in the long term but as the stadium project moves along would not be surprised to see somebody you know snatch up those properties or you know somebody that already owns them you know finally realizing their vision for what the area could be and going ahead and creating something that um, will establish itself in 2024 before the stadium opens up in 2025 and will begin to form maybe a district over there in the Magnolia Warehouse area, which I guess it's already the Magnolia Warehouse district, but a more thriving district that people can enjoy. I feel like a couple of my predictions kind of play on yours. And uh, I say that because my next one, my next prediction basically is like, I think more businesses will start to open up in East Knoxville. I feel like we'll start to see downtown kind of expand that way, Um, especially with the stadium popping up. You know, you had Orange Hat open up their second location on Cherry Street. I haven't been able to make it over there yet, but I feel like if they do well in that spot, I feel like that's kind of the first domino to fall. And I feel like more businesses, especially ones that have recognition, might 
try to open up a second location over on that side, you know, so. Right, and I think some of the reason the attention is on East Knoxville has to do with the baseball stadium, too. And, you know, Orange Head, I think, is makes a lot of sense. I'm sure they weren't doing this with, you know, um, you know, maybe maybe they were, but not like you know. It's a it's a personal business decision to open up a second location, but it being Orange Hat, you know, from what I understand, and I haven't been to the new location, but the Hardin Valley location has a great following, um, and so you know that does well, which I assume it would, just because they're known for having great beer. It's good that you know a place like Orange Hat opens up because I could see that encouraging, like you said, more things to open in the stadium. You know, being so close by, uh, icing on the cake right there to have you know some cool businesses in the stadium together. And if you head on over to knoxnews.com, one of the things that I recently wrote about was, you know, sort of the things that will define downtown Knoxville different than our predictions, like things that we know are coming. And one of the trends that we know are coming is that downtown is going to continue growing into nearby neighborhoods. And we've seen it happen so much in North Knoxville, so much in South Knoxville. West, you can't really do it because you're sort of landlocked by the university, but the university itself is expanding. It seems only natural to go east. I mean, there are other opportunities in north and south, and it's a proven market, but all you need, and you look at any you know neighborhood that pops up over time, it's usually one person who opens up a business early on and has to prove that there's a market, and then other people flock, just like you said. Like, that's how it worked with South Knoxville and Severe Avenue Alliance pops up, and then you know, South Coast pops up and then people start flocking and it starts to become the happen in place. So, and I hope that happens for East Knoxville. Um, you know, it deserves investment just like these other parts of town to go on to my next one though. I think we talked about this last year and I still think this, this is one of those where I was like, yeah, you know, how many predictions did we get right versus how many did we get wrong? I'm going to say, I didn't get this one wrong. I was just, just a year off perhaps. So I'm going to guess it again here in 2024 that a, a new multi-day festival will be announced for Knoxville similar to uh, like a Railburg or a Moon River festival. And uh, what I mean is not just local bands coming together, um, although I love those festivals, not something like Sunset on Central, like venue to venue, um, not something like Big Ears venue to venue, not something you know, like Southern Skies even that's just you know small in a couple stages. I'm talking about something that's actually, you know, it could be a big tourist draw because you look at these festivals like Railbird and, and Moon River and the names that they're getting. And you think about Knoxville as you know, uh, a catalyst in a way for some of this because uh, Ashley Caps, being from Knoxville, used to have shows out on World's Fair Park, had to find a new location, ends up founding Bonnaroo. And, uh, you know, just the history with Ashley Caps and AC Entertainment and all of these like festivals that sort of branched off from the success, seeing the success of Bonnaroo and trying to do it on a smaller scale. It's happened everywhere, including in the southeast, you know, Charleston, Lexington, um, all these places. What, why not Knoxville? I'm, I'm really surprised, especially with a, uh, such a substantial you know, open space in the center of our city. Something that you know, a lot of cities have parks and stuff, but nothing that's so centralized in such a small town with so many things near it. Um, and so to think about World's Fair Park potentially having you know, two stages on the two lawns, perhaps taking advantage of the amphitheater as a third stage, perhaps taking advantage of some of the streets over there being closed down with vendors and stuff, and taking advantage even of the sun sphere looking like a microphone i think i made that joke last week you already have the icon right there and so i i would not be surprised to not necessarily see one i think it's we're not going to see one but to start hearing talks about you know potentially a festival similar to those that i mentioned uh coming to knoxville probably genre specific i think we talked about before maybe sort of that folky indie rock scene um that you that you see on a lot of these smaller bills but uh, definitely a possibility something i'm predicting is going to happen Again, in the same vein, uh, my next prediction, I I think there's going to be an announcement of some kind of a new big event in Knoxville. 
Um, this is going to be the first year in, what, six, seven years that Knoxville's not hosting USA Cycling Championships. Uh, there was Bassmaster Classics last year that was really popular, but we don't really have that this year. We don't. I don't think we have anything big coming to Knoxville this year, and I feel like th- there's going to be an announcement maybe of something coming back to Knoxville or something new that's big and maybe not necessarily sports but just something uh, some big event that will bring out of towners to Knoxville that'd be awesome I mean you think about uh the work visit Knoxville has been doing with restoring the sun sphere to the way that it used to look um you know bringing back the good old days uh would love to see maybe Boomsday make its grand return um I know that thing I never got to see it I heard that was huge but um yeah, who knows? But I, I agree with you. Yeah, it feels like there is a little bit of a void um, in 2024. Although I knew they, I know Visit Knoxville has been working on some sort of smaller level. You know, not like the national championship levels, but like you know trial level stuff to to be able to host here in Knoxville. But nothing of that magnitude. So I'm with you. And you know, my my last prediction that I really wanted to talk about was the Gay Street Pedestrian Experience um, and experiment that we talked about here. Again, it's something that I think will uh, continue into the new year. We had a whole entire episode talking about what it really was like um, and some of the challenges that we saw actually going out there and experiencing it for ourselves and some of the um, you know possibilities that uh, businesses saw after having talked with them. And I think that idea, I'm not going to say it's a good or a bad idea. I'm going to say it's, it's something that I think will continue just because you know there are so many initiatives um, with cities these days, pedestrian focus. Let's cut down on vehicle traffic. Mayor Cannon specifically talking about those things and creating safe spaces and places where people can socialize. And, you know, I know there's a lot of people in the comments that are talking about, um, you know, it's already hard enough to drive downtown and find parking downtown or whatever. I think it comes down to who is this for? Is it for your locals who know how to get around downtown? Is that who you want to, you know, people that are used to spending money to spend more money? Are you trying to attract people from out of town to come in and spend money that aren't there? So it's, you know, is it your loyal customers, uh, so to speak, or is it your, you know, trying to attract tourists, so to speak, um, to downtown? And um, I think it makes a lot of sense to, you know, maybe not in the 400 block, although I'm interested to see what sort of um, feedback the city got out of doing that. But as we talked about on the episode before, I think, you know, some spots over near the old city makes sense. Um, I think the gay street experiment does make sense if there's more programming. So hopefully, um, you know, if, if that does come back, that there's a little bit more to do because that was one of our criticisms. But I, I don't think this was just a one off experiment or an experiment that's not going to lead to anything. I think we're going to see, you know, some form of this continuing uh, in 2024. Yeah, I mean, I've been thinking about it since we recorded that episode, and I'd love to see them kind of experiment with doing more closed streets during big events, like Chalk Walk. Like, can you imagine if they shut down Gay Street for that? Because, I mean, Market Square and everything's already so jam-packed with people with Chalk Walk. Like, I think closing down Gay Street and trying that again for that would be a great idea. You get to spread out people. It's a cool event on Gay Street. I think you know they need to experiment a little bit more and when the weather's different too right yeah a little bit warmer and people can you know want to be outside and walking around but again you know i can see both sides but doing the cold because businesses are struggling to get more people make it easier for them to get there but um, i think the cold hurt it a little bit in terms of just getting a true idea of what it could be like all right yeah well i think that does it here for the scruffy stuff some big bold predictions some not so bold some that i feel really good about some we'll just have to wait and see but i'm sure there are some that we did not talk about something that we missed that has been on your mind and if so i would love for you to reach out to me in between episodes as always you can give me a follow on instagram at knox scruff you can also send me an email directly to 
ryan.wilusz at knoxnews.com. If you're looking to keep up with downtown news, even beyond what you hear here on the Scruffy Stuff, you can check out that podcast description for a link to both the Urban Knoxville Facebook group and the Urban Knoxville newsletter. Both of those are free and let you join the downtown discussion. The Facebook group is private, though, so just answer a few short questions and we'll get you in there. Uh, be sure to like and subscribe to the Scruffy Stuff if you haven't already. That way you get a notification every time a new episode drops, or you can just come back here on Tuesday. And as always, we appreciate all the feedback and, and all the thoughts and, and reviews. Go ahead and make that review official. Leave us a five-star. Tell us what you love about the show, what you would love to hear us talk about next. And remember, the Scruffy Stuff is brought to you by Knox News. So head on over to subscribe.knoxnews.com to take advantage of our latest offers. Sign up and support local journalism today and get unlimited access to all of our downtown news, all of our Knox News, Knox County, East Tennessee, everything from what I write about in growth and development to education, to politics, to sports, to business, anything you would want to know, photos, videos, stories. We have it all at knoxnews.com, and uh, we always got a good deal going on. So uh, I know the holiday season has passed. Well, what, what better gift to give than a Knox News subscription, I always say? It's a gift that keeps on giving. Yeah, all year long. All righty. Well, I think that does it for everything here on the show today. Again, thanks for listening. Brianna, again, thanks for joining. And we will be back again Tuesday, 200th episode. Something worth celebrating. Cannot believe we've come this far. I appreciate all the support. Seriously, guys, from those of you who have listened over the past four years now. We started it in 2020. Um, And uh, if you enjoyed the show, be sure to share it with your friends and let them know uh, what we're doing here with the Scruffy Stuff. We're excited for another year and 200 more episodes to come. So appreciate y'all. And until next time, stay Scruffy Knoxville.